DJ and PK brought to you in part by Mark Miller. DJ and PK in the morning brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Time to welcome in Brian Taylor. You hear him on Real Golf Radio every Saturday morning here on the Zone Sports Network. BT, good morning. Good morning, guys. We usually talk to you around the majors, and we will do that with the Masters coming up, but uh, major golf news here with Tiger Woods and the, uh, the one-car wreck. And I, I think the thing we all thought, and I assume you thought it too, when you saw the, the, either the video or the still pictures of the car, it's just it's a good thing he survived this. Before we get to the golf, we need to acknowledge that. Uh, without a doubt. You know, I mean, it's always disturbing to hear news like this. You know, we've, we've heard of Tiger Woods, um, you know, news of, of involving traffic incidents in the past. And it's, um, it's always a, you know, it's always a, a, an unnerving thing. You know, I mean, one day you're doing a, you know, you're hosting a tournament on the PGA tour and doing an interview with Jim Nance talking about, uh, hoping to come back and be ready for the masters. And the next thing, you know, you hear about a car accident that uh, is severe and that he's in surgery and, and uh, you don't know, right? And uh, looking at the wreckage, um, it, I think the L.A. County uh, deputy said it best. You know, it's a, sort of a marvel of modern vehicle safety uh, features that allow someone to survive a crash that otherwise would, be, would have been fatal. You still think he is the face of golf? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, if you were to say is who's the face of golf, I, I, I don't, I don't think you could make an argument for someone other than than Tiger Woods. Uh, you know, he's he's certainly done more um, for the game and, and and especially been more successful and and uh, popularized the game more than anyone since probably Arnold Palmer in the '60s when TV first started showing golf. So, yeah, I, I think Tiger's still the face of golf. So of everything you've heard and everything you've read, when will the face of golf be back on a golf course? Because it doesn't sound like it'll be any time soon of what they're talking about with his right leg. Yeah, so I mean, it sounds like it was you know, specifically the right leg and uh, maybe both legs a bit. Um, there were, you know, we learned some words, right? <laughs> learned, you know, he, basically it's the shin bone and the bone that goes around the calf, so it's all below his knee, uh, the, around the fibula and tibula, uh, tibia. And then, um, you know, this, uh, I can't even remember the name of the word they used, but it's basically, it was, it was broken multiple times. Um, so, you, you know, I think most people just say shattered, but there was a more um, a technical term for that. And, and then there was also a compound uh, fractures, so it was breaking the skin. So it was pretty bad. Uh, I mean, this is, this is nasty stuff. And, um, you know, I talked to an orthopedic surgeon friend of mine. He'll be joining the show uh, this weekend to talk more in detail, but he expects that, uh, you know, with the rod and the pins and the screws and everything that was done to him that was during the emergency surgery, that he will be able to walk again, that he'll be able to play golf again. And um, I, I asked him kind of a time frame, and, and he said most people would probably be a year, and they'd be happy about it. He said, no one Tiger is probably going to be, you know, six months, uh, and he's going to be back at it. So, um, you know, I asked him if there's still a possibility of uh, infection, like what Alex Smith battled, and he said, absolutely. Um, that's that's really something that they'll be watching. So you know, it's not it's not done yet. But um, you know, Tiger has been through a lot. You know, four knee surgeries, five back surgeries, still recovering from the one. So how how did that impact it? You know, certainly a a crash like that would have put some some stress on a on a on an ailing back as well. So you know, I think there's a lot that we still need to to find out. But I think there's definitely hope that we'll see Tiger and. And probably, you know, best case scenario, expectations will see Tiger back on the golf course at, at what level and, 
and 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 how good you know i guess that all remains to be seen but uh, like i said the, the one thing we know about tiger is he's he's tough and and he's come back his body has recovered from a whole lot we saw a great outpouring by obviously former pros and current touring pros what is his standing amongst his peers as far as obviously they respect him but i'm talking about liking him yeah, that's a good one, BK, because I think that uh, in the beginning, uh, I think Tiger was a bit of a recluse. You know, he was uh, an intimidating figure out there that was really focused on himself and 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 breaking um, records, you know, and doing things that others hadn't done before. And you know, and uh, I think a, a lot of his you know fifteenth club in the bag was you know the way he went about his work uh, on the golf course. And not only did he involve the fans in in that intimidation, you know, getting them roaring and the fist pumps and you know, just sort of overpowering a golf course and, and winning at a clip that, that we hadn't seen before. Um, and, and that didn't take a lot of friends. He didn't take a lot of friends with him. I mean, Marco Mira was about his only notable friend out there. I mean, he got to be pretty good buddies with Fred Couples as, as time went on. But, you know, you didn't hear about him palling around with a lot of the guys. And um, that's, that's certainly changed in the last few years. Uh, you know, I mean, Tiger's gone through a lot, you know, off the golf course as well. And, He's, he's reached out, you know, and to the younger players, the, the Ricky Fowlers, Justin Thomases, you know, those types of, of guys. And, and he's, he's definitely more gregarious now. And I think at, at the 20 plus years that we've covered Tiger Woods out on tour, I think he's probably most well liked and well received and more human, I guess, um, uh, friendly to, to others than we've ever known him out there. And I think that's something that he's, come to learn and appreciate that, you know, that's, that's a fraternity he wants to be a part of. And at times when he wasn't sure he'd be able to be back out there, I think he missed it and, and, and realized, uh, you know, how much he appreciated the, the gregarious nature of, of the tour. And so he's made an effort. And I don't think he made much of an effort at all in, in the early stages. And maybe that was some of the coaching that, and training that he had from his dad, you know, who was, uh, you know, a former Marine and, and that type of thing. So, um, there's, it's interesting to see the evolution. And, and lately you've hear, heard more comments from Tiger about, you know, how he's just enjoying the chance to be around his family and then just watch his kids grow up and play ball with his kids. And, and then most recently we saw him in December before this latest back surgery, playing golf with his son, Charlie at the father son. And, and that meant a ton to him. And so all those things are, are evolutions, you know, in his career to where he's accepting the fact that he's not uh, at, at the elite level he once was that there'll still maybe be flashes and moments where he'll bust out and win and win again. Um, but he's going to appreciate the time that he, that he has and the opportunity that he has out there and maybe relish a little bit about the career that he, that he was able to put together. So when he was number one and he had the intimidation factor and it was useful, the only relationships he really built were with guys like O'Meara and couples who were from a generation previous and they knew they weren't battling for number one anymore. But now the Tiger's not battling for number one. As you say, it's more about flashes and that week when everything comes together. Now he can afford those relationships and doesn't cost him a chance to win the way it did, or it might have early on. Why give yeah, up the intimidation factor? Right, I think there's something to that. I think that, you know, Tiger was, was, was trained and programmed to you know, win at all costs. I, I shared this story last night. I'll just, just briefly I had a chance to visit with him in 2005 after we just found out he had a knee surgery and and I asked him, um, you know, in a private setting, I'm like, how, how could you go out and play like that without letting anybody know that you were, you know, that you were hurt to the point where you were going to require knee surgery? And he gave me this steely stare. This is like in 2005, I think. He gave me this steely stare, and he says, never let your, your competition know you're hurt. To hell with them. 
And I, I was like, whoa, whoa, I'm just asking the question. I'm not, I'm not, not one of your, co-. it literally was like a death stare. And, uh, I just caught a little glimpse of that killer instinct that the tiger had. And, and I remember kind of chuckling to Bob later, like, you know, Phil Mickelson doesn't have that. And, uh, that was, uh, they were the two rivals back in the day. And, and, uh, anyway, it was just interesting. It was, it was a little brief insight and I can't claim to have a lot, but that was one of those little brief insights to what I saw out of a out of a competitor that just wanted to win at all costs and I think that that was Tiger for most of his career. All right, uh, an uncomfortable question does Tony Finau have that? Uh, that is an uncomfortable question. Um gal, you know, um I I mean Tony is way nicer than Tiger. <laughs> Let's just say it, right? I mean, right, Tony is right. a, is a go go ahead. No, I'm agreeing with you. I agree oh, with you, yes. Brian. Yeah, yeah. He's like he is like there's 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 you, it'd be tough to find a nicer guy in or out of sports than Tony Fina and genuine, not not just when the cameras are on or or anything genuine. Um, does he have the ability to just step on a guy's throat? I think that that's something that we debate. I I have no question that you that he has that burning inside him. Um, he doesn't have the um, outward demonstrative displays that you might see out of some athletes. Like, I mean, John Rahm and he are good friends on tour and Rahm is the opposite, right? I mean, I think Rahm's a great guy too. Nice person, but he is, boy, he has his, his, you know, he lets it out. Right. And you know, when he's upset or, or things aren't going well. And, and Tony is, has done a really good job of holding it in. I don't, I don't want to be critical of a guy like that. In fact, I think it's more impressive that if somebody competing at that highest level, he has to have that burning inside of him. And for him to be able to control his emotions and always have perspective, regardless of the outcome, I think that is, that is a, a high-quality trait in somebody and not something to, to um, criticize him for not showing that type of anger or emotion when it doesn't go his way. So it's hard for me to say on an outward scale that Tony doesn't have it. He doesn't seem to display it the same way as a Tiger Woods or like as I just mentioned to John Rahm. But I'm not so sure that means it's a weakness or that he can't win. I, I, I think he's got the talent, and, and I think he has um, the ability to, to close things out on Sunday. And it's just it's a bit of a pro, you know, progression. And sometimes, I mean, we look at a David Duvall. It took him a long time. It took Phil a long time to win majors, you know, even though he was winning other tournaments at a high clip. So um, we'll, we'll see. I guess I'm not, not ready to say he doesn't have that. I, I will say that I don't think very many people have what Tiger had. Or has, you know, I, I think that's pretty unique and comes, you know, Tiger's a once in a generational type of athlete, you know, for our sport. And, and I don't, I just, I don't think comparing anything of Tiger to anybody in particular is probably a fair comparison. Well, I'd agree with that last point. I would say there's absolutely no chance that Tony Finau has what Tiger has. It's not even remotely close. But to your point, so few people have what Tiger has. I mean, it's literally a handful across multiple sports. So I'd compare. I'd take PK's question, but I'd phrase: Does does Tony have what say Phil has? Because while Phil pales in comparison to the attitude Tiger walked around with, Phil does have a little bit of that, and we see it even now when it's a fun event and they're mic'd up. Like Phil's a world class trash talker, so he's got <laughs> a little bit of that, or he wouldn't pop off and say the stuff he does. The stuff he says is hilarious. For PK and I sitting in front of our TVs watching it, it's like, okay, that's a funny line. But he's still got a little bit of that in a competitive times, and it did take him a while to win major championships and figure it out. So I guess the question is, is Tony on the path to win championships and figure it out? Maybe not win to the level Phil did, because Phil's still at 
certainly a top 20 and maybe a top 10 golfer all time. But to get one or two majors and to get 10 tour wins, I guess that's the level I'm wondering if Tony can get to. Because I think he has the talent to get to that level, and he's still got the time to get to that level, but he's got to get going. And when he's standing over a putt like he stood over on uh, the first playoff hole in L.A., you don't have to be a bad guy. You just got to make that putt. And if you make the putt, you win the tournament. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you're spot on, right? I mean, he had about a six and a half footer to close it out. And you know what? Great champions do that. They take it, they seize the moment, and they make it happen. Um, I mean, you know, even Max Homa. So those are two guys that were in a playoff that were both searching for their their second PGA Tour win. I don't think there's anyone out there that would suggest that Max Homa, who now has twice as many Tour wins as Tony Finau, was the more superior golfer in that playoff. I think everyone recognizes Tony's talent and, and that they expected him to win. And so when he doesn't, it's, it's tough. Right. And um, so there, there's some things that he's going to have to learn. I mean, on, uh, you know, making that putt when you're given the opportunity, Max Homan missed a little bunny on the 72nd hole or there wouldn't have even been a playoff. So, you know, he was able to dig deep, come back, find a way, find a shot off of that tree you know, make a par, move on, and win. And those are the kind of things that Tony's still working through. I mean, clearly, he's got to be able to do that. And But but you can't knock the guy for shooting a, a, a tournament, you know, uh, weekly, you know, the tournament low score for the week in the final round to chase him down and, and just not get it done. But when you're teeing off first in a playoff, um, you know, hit the middle of the green. Put the pressure on the guy behind you to have to hit the green on that par three instead of going at the flag and having to draw a little too much and finding the bunker short side. I mean, those are – those are some things that you're going to, yeah, you have to break that down and put that in your bag and, and figure out how to overcome those so that when you do get opportunities to win, you know, you, let's go back to the Masters. He's in the final group. He's matching Tiger shot for shot till he gets to 12, and he hits a chip cut nine iron to a right flag. And with that win, you do not cut to that flag on, on 12, on sun, to the Sunday flag. You don't do it. If you saw what Tiger did, he took it straight over the bunker. You know, those are some things that you just have to learn in certain situations when to press and when not to press. So um, do I think he can get to 10 wins on tour and, and win three or three majors? I, I still do. Like you said, DJ, he's got time. He's got the talent. Uh, I think he just has to put that last little combination of, you know, how to close out tournaments. And, uh, and I, I think he definitely has it, I, and I expect him to do it. And at the same time, it was disappointing. I mean, this guy's got everybody in the state rooting for him and probably every Polynesian who's ever been born or yet to be born or has been born in a great beyond. So he's got, in terms of popularity, it literally is off the charts. Uh, so with that in mind, he's not going to be defined by missing a putt at the L.A. Open, nor is he going to be defined by winning the LA Open. For him, as you say, there's much bigger stuff out there. So that's why I I didn't really sweat it that he didn't make that putt. It's not like he doesn't want to win. I get all that. But the LA Open, it's nice to have. But you look at somebody like Kepka, who I brought up the other I think on Monday, mm-hmm. that I, I think on the on the tour he only really I think it was like a, he, he only has eight wins. He's got some other wins in the European Tour and whatnot. But on the PJ Tour, he's got eight wins. But four of them are majors, right? So he stands out. So I think that that's the goal. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I want to get your response to it. Going forward here, I would have been way more dismayed if that's in six weeks in Augusta when he misses that what you labeled a six-and-a-half-footer than the L.A. Open. 
I, I want to know as far as the mindset to be able to do it then, because I think that's what's going to define Finau in 10 years or so as he ages out of it and gets closer to the senior tour, whatever they call it now. Respond to that. Yeah, no, I mean, look, the the major Tiger put Jack, I think even more so, uh, began the, the focus on majors. Tiger followed that up and made the emphasis on major championships. You, golf, professional golfers, the PGA Tour, um, European Tour, professional golf in general, they're measured, tour players, are measured by the, the majors, right? That is the measuring stick. And so you're, you're 100% right. I mean, Brooks Kepka's got immortality with, his, with the way he went on that major streak, you know, even if he only has the, the single-digit wins. Um, so that, that is where you actually absolutely make your career. So if Tony goes out and wins a couple of majors and those are the only tournaments he ends up winning, um, is that a bigger deal than picking up the LA Open in Puerto Rico? 100%, right? I mean, there's not even, that's not even an argument. But, you know, I mean, Andy North won two tournaments in his career and both of them were U.S. Opens. And Andy North doesn't exactly get the same level of respect that, that some of the other players. I would suggest that, you know, um, Tony's had a better career than, than Andy North. And some people, and you could argue that. He's got two U.S. Opens. What, what are we going to say? But um, I, I just think it's, um, I, I think Tony, um, Back to your point, uh, he ha- has to have it done in the majors. You know, he's, Boyd Summerhays' coach says that he's built for big tournaments. We've seen in his career that, you know, I think the best tournament to yet in his young career back in 2015 was in, uh, was in Washington at the PGA Championship, or the U.S. Open there at Chambers Bay. You know, and it was a big golf course. It was a tough golf course, and Tony played the best that he'd played there. And we've started to see that over and over uh, where he, you know, the bigger the course, the bigger the tournament, it seems to be the better Tony plays. And, you know, we saw him in contention at Shinnecock, you know, when Brooks ended up beating him there. And, you know, he just, he he keeps putting himself there. And I have to think a a player that's able to continue to put himself there is going to be able to break through and win one there. Now, it's it's an interesting study. I'm not a sports psychologist, but you can go back. And and one of the interesting things about Brooks Kepka, he went a a tough route. He went over to the European Tour and – it was basically the European Challenge Tour, like the, the web.com Corn Ferry Tour of the European Tour. And he went over there and he got some wins. And that bu- boosted him up to the European Tour. And he got some wins and he got into some world ranking points, which got him into some PGA Tour events. So he did it winning. Now, Tony turned pro real early uh, as a teenager and, you know, didn't get a chance to play college golf. And, and a lot of the things that Bob talked about on our show is this progress of winning when you win at all levels. You know, and, and just understanding how to win. And I guess the one thing you could say is Tony hasn't had that per se, you know, the way some of the other guys have done. I mean, you look at Tiger's career, he dominated junior golf. He dominated at Stanford in college golf, and then he immediately went out and dominated tour golf. Now, again, Tiger's obviously, as we've, as we've established, is, is not like any other player. But that's the one thing that maybe Tony's resume doesn't have is a long history of winning at those various levels. And so, you know, maybe that's just a, a little hump that he's got to get over. But I, can't, I don't think you can find anybody out there that feels like once he gets the one, it's going to open the floodgates. And Because and, uh, Tony's such a different player than he was from Puerto Rico years ago. And, and I think there's a lot still to be had for Tony. I don't know if that answers your question, but that's, that's, those are the thoughts that come to mind. Well, we appreciate a few minutes, as always. Real Golf Radio coming up on uh, Saturday morning, every week right here on the Zone Sports Network. Brian Taylor, join us, and he and Bob Casper will be here on Saturday. Brian, thanks for a few minutes to talk a little Tony, because a lot of people are really invested in him. Boy, you can just see it on Twitter. It's like, come on, Tony. 
do it. It's a lot harder to, to, to watch golf when you're rooting for somebody than when you're just watching it play yeah. through, that's for sure. So yeah. we're all wishing Tony the best, man. All right, thanks, Brian. You got it.